We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Ready? Down! Put, 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 put! This is the Bear Report Podcast. With Zach Pearson, Zach Pearson, and Aaron Lemming, Aaron Lemming, providing extensive coverage of the Chicago Bears. Go Bears! Presented by Blue Wire Pods. And now, here are your hosts, Zach Pearson and Aaron Lemming. Welcome into the Bearport Roundtable Series. We're going to start doing these for you, Chicago Bears fans, to break down the latest with the Chicago Bears ahead of big events. First up is free agency. I'm your host, Zach Pearson. I'm joined by Yusei Koshal and Andrew Freeman. We're going to give our free agency preview um, a week early as it kicks off next week. But Tuesday the 7th is the last day for franchise tagging. Monday here, the 6th, right after the combine, was a, was a big day with a lot of activity. Um, and, and I'll go right to you, Andrew. Um, what was kind of your, your, your biggest move today from what we saw out there in the NFL world? Yeah, I mean, I mean, there's been a lot of activity even going back further over the last week or so. I mean, the Titans have been, you know, and Rams really have both been, you know, doing a lot to kind of rebuild that roster, moving on from some guys, save some cap space. The Saints, you know, doing their thing where every year they just kick a bunch of money into the future and it seems like the salary cap just doesn't exist for them in many cases. And I think we got to start there with the Saints, like the big move for, for Derek Carr. It's kind of the first down of the fall at the quarterback position. We still don't know what's going to happen with Aaron Rodgers. Um, I mean, that's probably going to be the next one, but Lamar Jackson, um, and then you look at some of these free agents like Jimmy Garoppolo, what happens now with him? Um, what do some of these other teams do to, to address quarterback? We know that the Jets were heavily invested in, you know, Derek Carr, but they're also waiting to kind of hear what happens with Aaron Rodgers as well. So, um, yeah, a lot of interesting things from the quarterback market standpoint on the Derek Carr signing. Um, immediately after after the Derek Carr signing, you have Geno Smith signing his extension with the Seahawks for three years. Um, there's talks about Daniel Jones and the Giants trying to get a deal done before the tag deadline tomorrow, um, and we'll see what happens there. Um, you know, it's certainly a deal could get done, but you know, maybe doesn't they have to tag Daniel Jones? And from there, a bunch of other dominoes fall from, you know, moving on to some of the other 
free agents set to hit the market this year. So I, I'd say that's the biggest the biggest news. Um, and it gives some clarity to the quarterback situation in the NFC South because that entire division needs to fill the quarterback spots. Like none of them have a quarterback. Well, yeah. now the Saints do, and that gives them a leg up on some of these other teams in the division for that and for that division where it's not going to be a good division next year. It was a terrible division this this, this past season. You know, Tampa Bay with Tom Brady retiring, they need a quarterback now. Uh, the Carolina Panthers and Atlanta Falcons are both going to be in a situation where I think they're going to be looking to trade up for a quarterback in this uh, in this year's draft, which certainly helps out the Bears because we all know that they're going to be looking to trade down with these teams. And there's been a lot of you know a lot of talk that a, a deal could be done soon for you know the number one overall pick for the Bears with one of these teams looking to trade up and, and give them a massive haul to get you know Bryce Young or you know one of these other young quarterbacks in this upcoming draft. Um, you say what was your biggest move today? The the most impactful one. I mean, it has got to be the Seahawks going ahead and signing Geno Smith to that big extension. It's a three-year, $150 million deal. There is, I believe, $52 million that he's making in the first year of the deal alone, which is, again, quite a massive cap hit for a guy who was a starter at one point and then a backup for many years. Now he's kind of back in the starting role for the Seattle Seahawks. That's a big move simply because not only does it kind of set some precedence for Daniel Jones deal, which for those of you guys that are wondering, if you listen to picks for polls, you know that Andrew and I agree Daniel Jones is not worth $45 million a year. But the point is, is if you're Daniel Jones, you're looking at that and you're saying, hey, if this guy got that based on one really solid year of production and many years as a backup, then I surely have to be in the same price range. But that Geno Smith signing, man, I mean, it's just one of those where, you know, they, the Seahawks got it done, credit to them. Andrew, you kind of hit on the Derek Carr saga. That's a mega deal right there, too. I believe it's like four years, 150 or $60 million. It's one of those where, you know, the Saints are a team. They've taken their swings on these veteran quarterbacks since Drew Brees has retired, right? They went after Jameis Winston. Not an experiment that really worked out. You had Taysom Hill there. He's never really been a serious contender for the future. Much of the hype around him was when Sean Payton was around. And is Taysom still service before them? Yeah, but he's not like a true all-around quarterback that you can build your team around. So the Saints are doing this specifically because they know a couple things. Number one, they've got a solid group of receivers. You've got Michael Thomas, Chris Olave there. Alvin Kamara is a running back. It's a defense that's good but not great. They're hoping that just a change of scenery for Derek Carr can kind of help them figure things out and get back to relevance. But you're right. I mean, that entire division is just a mess top to bottom. You've got the Panthers who could possibly go ahead and are going to, I think, trade up for a quarterback. You've got the Bucks who seem to be in a blow it up mode and let's just rebuild but they don't really want to acknowledge it and then you've got the Atlanta Falcons who have too many needs to justify sacrificing a first round pick in 2024 and 25 to trade up for a quarterback so there's a lot of movement that still kind of has to take place here before the dust even settles and even when the dust settles there's going to be another wave of moves that takes place with free agency around the corner yeah let's kind of get into the free agency part um, and I think we can all agree, you know, the Chicago Bears have a lot of needs. I mean, there's just from top to bottom. I mean, this roster has a lot of needs. They have to get better at a lot of key positions. Um, uh, for this one, Andrew, I'll go with you. What What are your three biggest needs for the Bears um, to address in free agency? Yeah, I mean, you have to start in the trenches uh, because both sides of the ball – 
defensive line, offensive line need to be completely reworked uh, this offseason. It may not happen entirely in free agency, but you know that they're going to have to be aggressive there. Coming in with $100 million in cap space, like they're going to have to spend a lot of money here. And I, and I would expect that Ryan Poles, he's going to spend most of that money in addressing these two key areas. Um, you know, the defensive line is just, I mean, it was a joke last year. You know, they couldn't get after the quarterback. They couldn't stop the run effectively. There's no long-term piece on this defensive line right now that you can point to and say he's definitively someone that they can build around here. You know, they have some young guys like Travis Gibson, you know, going into the final year's rookie contract. I'm not sure if he's a long-term guy. He's certainly more of a rotational piece at best at this point. You know, Dominic Robinson had some flashes as a rookie last year, fifth round pick, but you know, he was always going to be a developmental guy. He, he didn't really do much with more opportunities as the year went on. And then after that, I mean, the edge group is just not very good. I mean, they, they cut Elkany Muhammad one year into his deal for a reason. Like he just didn't show up last year as a free agency signing. So um, yeah, it, it's barren at that edge spot. And it's even more barren at that defensive tackle spot because we know how important it is for this defense. I mean, what was the first signing that they tried to go after last offseason? It was, you know, Larry Okunjobi to fit that three-tech yeah, position. Three-tech. Yeah, and, you know, that that deal ended up falling through for them. You know, I'm not sure – again, I'm not sure if, if that would have been a good deal for them, but it shows that they really wanted to address that spot. Justin Jones right now is their three-tech in name only right now, but he was, he was more of a stopgap because they had to pivot. I'm not sure if they view him as any, anything more than just a guy who's going to be here – this year and then they're going to move on from him moving forward. So they're going to have to address that. I mean, there are some guys that would fit that role perfectly in this free agency class, which I'm sure we'll get into, but yeah, they're going to have to rework this entire defensive line. They need four new starters. They need additional depth at the defensive line. Like they need to throw a bunch of resources there this off season. And the same goes for the offensive line where you can argue, argue that they need up to as many as three new stars, which is tough to do in one off season, but I'm um, there, there, there isn't many safe locks in that group either. Like Braxton Jones, I feel like the front office is higher on him than a lot of people outside the front office and in, in bears Twitter is right now. Um, because he certainly, he certainly shows some flashes as a rookie last year. Tevin Jenkins is an interesting situation when he's on the field. He's great, but you know, can, can you depend on him to be on the field is the question with him, but Beyond those two, like Cody Whitehair, he's definitely not a long-term piece. I think moving forward, they're probably going to look to upgrade up off of him. But the two glaring spots that they need to upgrade, and they can do that in, in free agency, I think, is right tackle and center. I think those are two areas where they kind of have to hit those two spots, and they can do that within the next week or so here because you know there are some right tackles on the market that I think are going to be you know, guys that they can go after here. And there are going to be some centers available as well that they could look to upgrade if they're looking to move off of Lucas Patrick, which I know that, you know, may not be the case, but we'll, we'll see what happens there. Building the trenches, building the trenches. That's pretty much what, you know, Ryan Poles has preached since, you know, he got here in his introductory press conference. And I think, you know, when we talk about surrounding Justin Fields with talent and, and surrounding and getting better on the offense, I think, you know, we think wide receiver, we think, you know, going out and getting a running back, Saquon Barkley or getting a tight end, um, something like that. But I think building the offensive line was probably the biggest key. I mean, how many times did Justin Fields have to tuck it and run it so many times or was under pressure last year because of the offensive line? Solidifying that, getting your five starters in sync early on in the offseason is probably a priority for me. Um, and looking at the defensive line too, like building those trenches, man, like you said, they need a whole new front seven in my eyes. I think, you know, you can have Justin Jones as a backup. You can have, 
you know, Jack Sanborn as a, as a cheap linebacker. Maybe they bring back Nicholas Morrow because he's familiar with the defense now. But they need a game record on that defensive line. They need a game record on that front seven. Worst team in the league in sacks. Um, worst team in the league in, in pressures, second to last, and rushing yards allowed. It was just a mess. Um, so I'm with you. I think building the trenches, those would be my biggest needs. Um, the next one you say it is for you. And we saw last year with the Bears going after Byron Pringle, um, going after Matthew Adams, going after al Muhammad, guys that are familiar with Ryan, e- uh, Ryan Poles and Matt Eberflus. Um, do you think that'll be the case this year? And, you know, if so, is it smart for the Bears um, to kind of go out there and, and do that? Or should they be kind of hesitant just because they're familiar doesn't mean they're a good fit? We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I think there's a fine line between both. You look at last offseason, it was kind of they had to go after the second and third tier free agents simply because they didn't necessarily have much money to spend anyway and then on top of that you were just churning the roster and you're like let's just go with these low risk high reward type of players that you have to hope you're going to get the biggest bang for your buck basically in the sense that those guys are going to come in they're going to stay healthy they're going to go ahead and produce this year though it's a really different story why because you have what people around the league view to be an ascending big time quarterback. You've basically got two more years of control minus the fifth year option for Justin Fields. And so now it's all about how do you maximize that talent? Because at some point, I mean, you're going to have to start paying some of the guys that were on the roster this past season. So when it comes to free agency, like the bears need to be aggressive. These guys like Bobby O'Creekery and probably butchering that, you know, there's Zaire Franklin, I believe both of those guys, linebackers with the Colts, those guys are free agents, you know, don't just sign guys because they're familiar with your defensive scheme. Okay. There is some benefit in doing that. But at the end of the day, if you were to ask me, Hey, who are you going to bring back? Would it be a guy like a Nicholas Morrow or start fresh with one of the Colts linebackers? I would lean Nick Morrow simply because there is a level of continuity there. And again, the front office and coaching staff just love to use the word culture, right? We've, heard that all the time but then the picture gets so muddy when you kind of talk about the trenches why because we saw frank clark's not coming back to the chiefs well i shouldn't say he's not coming back i mean there's a possibility he ends up back there on a rework deal but they just kind of let him go to save some money you've got orlando brown jr as well as andrew wiley both offensive linemen with the chiefs those guys are hitting the open market i mean 
in a sense, if there's an opportunity to upgrade, you go ahead and you take it no matter what the cost is. Because this is a team like they've got so much money. They've got the first overall pick. They can't necessarily afford to just say, well, we're not going to go after this guy because we're not familiar with him. In a sense, there's a benefit because you have additional information that other front offices and personnel departments and just pro scouts around the league may not necessarily have. So it's like I started with, right? It's this fine line between we should go after them, but again, some of these guys like an Okikri, they're not necessarily going to be game changers at all that are going to significantly alter the way your defense looks. We talked about the needs the Bears have. There's, there's a lot. Um, I kind of want to do a little game here. Um, it's going to be our next segment with the top targets, players to kind of stay away from here. I'm looking at the PFF, Pro Football Focus, top 100 free agent target list. I'll say one. We'll alternate. I'll go with Andrew first. Um, I'll go with and you say, and then I'll go third. Uh, we'll do kind of a couple of these. I'm not going to pick players. You know, obviously, number one on this list would be Lamar Jackson. I'm not going to say him. That's just obvious. I mean, it's obvious. You know, Geno Smith, that's, that's, that was obvious. Um, so I'll go first here with a, with a need that the Bears have. Um, and Andrew, I'm sorry, uh, Andrew will go first. I'll say it. When I look at this free agent, Andrew, is this a top target or is this a player to stay away from? And that is Kansas City Chiefs offensive tackle, Orlando Brown. Stay away. Uh, I think Orlando Brown – and there's, there's many reasons for this, but I think the biggest reason I think he's going to be looking to reset the tackle market, which, again, the Bears could afford at this point. But if you're going to reset the tackle market, you got to think of the type of player that you're bringing in to do that. And Orlando Brown, he's a he's a solid player, but I think he's a little bit more of a name, more than game at this point, if that makes any, any sense. Um you know, a guy who started off his career as right tackle, moved over to left to the left side for the Chiefs because he wanted to get, you know, the, the respect of being left tackle, eventually looking forward to his payday. And, you know, Brown, he's a guy that he kind of has similar issues to some of the other offensive linemen we've seen for the Bears where on, on this roster right now, we're a good run blocker, very physical player, not very good in pass protection, doesn't really have quick feet. And the biggest concern for me is, you know, scheme fit wise and the, the type of guys that Ryan Poles has brought in here over the last off season or so, um, or last year or so, I should say, um, you look at the type that they brought in, they look for lighter, quicker, more athletic, more explosive linemen that can get out into space, um, get to the second level and are just comfortable running that outside zone Shanahan style scheme that, you know, Luke Getzey kind of runs here in Chicago. And that is not Orlando Brown. He's great in a phone booth in the run game. Um, just that mammoth size that he has to kind of overwhelm defensive ends, but he's not a guy that you're comfortable getting on the move, getting in space. If he were a better pass protector, a more natural pass protector, maybe you could justify it, but he's not a lockdown pass protector. He's not a great fit for what they want to do in the run game. And I just think you know, with the money that he's going to be demanding on the open market, I just think it, it makes a lot of sense for the Bears to go in, in another direction here. And they also have the issue of, you know, you drafted Braxton Jones, who showed some things last year. I think they're committed to at least giving him another year of development to kind of see what he has. But now you have the issue of if you pay Orlando Brown Jr. and bring him in, do you keep him at left tackle and move Braxton Jones to right tackle and basically start his development all over again? Or do you move Orlando Brown back to right tackle where he specifically wanted out of Baltimore because he didn't want to play there in order to keep Braxton Jones at left tackle? Like There are many factors for why I think this wouldn't work. Um, and to me, with all the right tackles on the market, I think it makes a lot more sense to go in a different direction. 
Yeah, it's he's going to get a big payday. Uh, I don't think money is a problem with the Bears, but like you said, you could kind of maybe spend that elsewhere with you know two guys um, instead of getting the one. Um, another, you know, maybe not huge. I think in free agency because the class is so bad this year as wide receiver. Um, for so you say for you, Jacoby Myers, wide receiver, is he a top target or a player to stay away from? He is without a doubt a player to stay away from, and I've consistently held true to this belief. It's been something that I'm like, do not go after Jacoby Myers at all. Listen, every single year there seems to be kind of that one free agent that the Patriots are going to let go who's coming off, you know, a strong year or a strong two years. People label him as the next kind of game changer. The reality is that a lot of these Patriots players, right, they go other places and they just completely flop. I mean, the last time I remember a big-name Patriots player signing with another team and leaving via free agency was cornerback J.C. Jackson. All right, Jacoby Myers is not the type of player that fits the Bears' scheme whatsoever. You look at him in the context of production, I mean, he had 67 receptions, 804 yards last year. So really he produced like – a high-end wide receiver two, or you could even argue a um, wide receiver three in some offenses in this league. But the reality is that it's just one of those moves where you know he's going to get paid probably $20, $22 million a year. He's going to get paid handsomely, but that does not mean it's the right move at all. I mean, in the context of the Bears, this is a team that needs a game changer at the wide receiver position. They already spent a second round draft pick on Chase Claypool and sort of made the investment for a guy that they believe can be a good player for them, but not necessarily someone you could label as like a true game changer. And if you want my honest thoughts on Chase Claypool, like when the Bears traded for him, we talked about him on the Picks for Polls podcast, and one of the things we said was he had a really good rookie year, but the last basically two seasons he was playing with the corpse of Ben Roethlisberger and then Mitch Trubisky and Kenny Pickett. So I'm not saying Chase can't be a guy that pops off, but there's no point in going ahead and bringing in a guy like Jacoby Myers just because it's a waste of money and it's just a waste of a roster spot too. Yeah, I just, you know, the wide receiver class is so bad, and you're going to have to overpay for free agents. I, he's not someone I'd overpay with. I I would be more um, excited or more, um, you know, reasonable with the Bears going second-round pick at wide receiver. Um, if they could find one of those slot guys there, I, I, I would prefer that a lot more than, than Jacoby Myers. It just, I mean, he has gotten better as the years have gone on. But, like, you know, at the same time, I mean, you're going to be pay- overpaying for a big wide receiver. You, you paid a lot for Chase Claypool. Like, let's let's get a young guy in there. I I, I think spending a second-round pick is, is more reasonable um, in, in my eyes. Andrew, I'll go with you next now, and I'm going to give you another offensive lineman. Um, Mike McGlinchey, former San Francisco 49ers uh, right tackle. Well, you know me and my offensive lineman. Love to talk about him all day long. <laughs> that's why I gave it to you. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, um yeah, Mike McGlinchey, I think he makes a lot of sense for the Bears. Um, we talk, I talked to kind of alluded to him actually when um talking about some of the right tackles available, but I think Mike McGlinchey is probably the top um right tackle available on the market this year for a lot of reasons. I mean, former first round pick. Um, I mean, I, I hate to be cliche, but he went to Notre Dame, guys. So I mean, by by 
definition, he's a Chicago Bear by Ed Hart here. But um, no, I think he makes a lot of sense for what they want. And you know, coming from the San Francisco 49ers, we know that he's a perfect fit for what they want to do in this offense in that wide zone scheme, getting offensive linemen in space on the move. You can do a lot of things with him in the run game. You know, pass protection is still, you know. He's, he's a mediocre pass protector, I, I think, at, at best. You know, I wouldn't say at best. I, he's probably just solidly a mediocre pass protector um, at that right tackle position, which is fine if you're able to get good pass protection out of Braxton Jones next year. Um, the only problem with those two is if you have two tackles that you kind of have to protect a little bit in pass protection, that does kind of limit you a little bit. Or you just need to have such a good interior that you can kind of work around that. With that said, though, I think McGlinchey makes a lot of sense. I don't think he's going to be a guy that's going to break the bank necessarily. He's going to get paid. He's going to get paid big time on the open market, especially from the Bears, and the Bears can afford that. But I don't think he's a guy who's going to be getting upwards of $20, $22 million a year like a guy like Orlando Brown will get. He's probably going to be more in that 18, 17, 19 million dollar range, which I think is reasonable for, you know, a guy who's probably a top 10 right tackle in the NFL. I, and again, it's it's hard to say because right tackle, you know, there's not many truly great right tackles and the and ones that are are paid like left tackles essentially. But you know, McGlinchey, um, I, I think he's just he's a very safe bet. You know what you're getting out of him. He's in the prime of his career. Um, he's other than like one year where he had some injury issues, he's been generally pretty durable for the 49ers. And I think he's a guy that would come in and just make an impact for you right away. Um, just a very solid, good player that you can help build this roster, not around, but help you you know, upgrade this roster and, and really upgrade this offense moving forward. All right. You say for your final one, I'm going to give you kind of a curveball one here. Um, running back Saquon Barkley. If he does touch the open markets, not guaranteed. Um, I don't know what the giants are doing with that whole situation, but Saquon Barkley, Target or someone the Bears should definitely stay away from. This is polarizing, and I've kind of got a smile on my face right now because I tend to go back and forth with Saquon Barkley. On one hand, I'm not a fan of paying running backs big contracts at all, especially a guy who's two years removed from a torn ACL. But then on the other hand, the possibilities of the way that defensive coordinators are going to have nightmares in a backfield that features Justin Fields and Saquon Barkley. Quite frankly, it's hard to ignore. I think with the way that the league is going, you're seeing a lot of pass-heavy offenses, and you don't necessarily need, I think, this elite running game to go ahead and take games over. Like You take games over because of your passing attack as well as great quarterback play. Right, The Bears, I think, are on their way to having pretty damn good quarterback play but I just don't see a reason for Saquon Barkley to be signed by this team like if it ends up happening I'll be like all right cool they are really kind of looking to run the offense through fields and Saquon but personally I would say just avoid it because you don't know how his knee's gonna hold up and quite frankly like this team has too many needs to justify kind of spending money and spending big money at that on a running back. Yeah. The, the money part, you know, I'm not, I'm not thrilled about spending money on a, on a running back. I think that's kind of the trend in the NFL is you, you just don't really do that anymore. Um, that said, if you get the Saquon that we thought's going to be a generational talent, yeah, I could, you know, I could see it. I don't think it's going to happen. Like I just, it just, it's just like one of those things where it's kind of like, um, 
you know, oh, okay, here's a rumor that the Bears have been tied to everyone because they have so much damn money, and then it's not money's not going to be a, a bad problem for them. But um, yeah, I, I just you know, I, I would probably pass from Saquon Barkley. Um, a couple of the other guys I was going to mention, I think these are these kind of obvious ones. You know, um, Javon Hargrave was one that um, I think is just an obvious like with Darren Brown Payne gone, like that's your guy. That's that's the guy. Uh, Dramont Jones out of uh, Denver. Um, that's another one that the three technique, like those, I think for me, those are easy yeses. Um, you know, you, you need us, you need someone there. Um, and now with pain gone, like I said, you got to find a way, um, to land one of those two. Um, so yeah, those were kind of the other two that I, I was kind of floating around out there. Um, obviously, we, you know, we could talk about, uh, a Bobby Okukre, um, from Indianapolis. Um, you know, he's young. I think he would be a fit um, if the Bears want to spend the money. I mean, they're going to have to spend the money somewhere. That's kind of the whole thing about this. Um, and like I keep going back to, like, you're going to overpay. Everyone's going to overpay in the NFL these days. It's just how it is. The money's going up. The TV deals are going up. The salary cap goes up all the time. You're just going to overpay. Um, let's move on to our next topic. Um, whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. And I think this one's kind of interesting because I think there's a common uh, duh answer, but I also don't think it's as duh and common as you think it is. Um, and that's will free to dictate what the bears do in the draft. Um, you say, I'll, I'll go with you first. Absolutely not. This is a team that has too many needs to sit here and say, Hey, you know, you sign a guy in free agency, whether it's first, second or third wave. Now, all of a sudden you don't have to worry about that position in the draft. Like if you're the bears, you have to go into free agency and you have to go into this off season with the mindset that, We've only got quarterback figured out as well as some pieces in our secondary. Other than that, like if the opportunity is there to upgrade, make another upgrade and just keep adding to a position, you need to go ahead and you need to continue to do that. Like this is a team where if you were to rank some of their high needs going into free agency, I will tell you offensive line and defensive line and some of them if they can land a Hargrave and a Draymond Jones on the D-line, but then the opportunity to add a guy like a Will Anderson is there, I mean, let's be real, any GM in the league would do so. Or some of the defensive linemen that just kind of popped off last week in the combine. Take a position like wide receiver, for example. 
you cannot sit here and tell me that you are fully confident with Mooney and Claypool going into 2023 as your wide receivers and then just nothing but bones behind them. Like if the opportunity is there to add a guy like a Jackson Smith to Jigba or a Rashi Rice, for example, Zay Flowers, even you go ahead and you take it no matter what the situation and circumstances really are. Because again, it's just, there's too many needs across the board to sit here and really feel comfortable with where this roster is at. And it's like the same exact thing with linebacker. I mean, let's just say the bears pursue Tremaine Edmonds in free agency. There's a linebacker like Jack Campbell from Iowa that's available in round two. You know what, by all means you go ahead and you take it and you, you take that swing. Why? Because at this point, you're not just trying to figure out starters. Like you're trying to figure out your depth. Oh, I think we lost him. Um, all right, Andrew, I'll go with you here. Um, will free agency dictate what the bears do in the draft? I think to a degree it will. Um, you know, it'll depend on, I think, first of all, what positions are they hitting primarily um, in free agency. So you brought up Javon Hargrave as one of the top free agents in the market. Javon Jones is one of the top free agents in the market. I think if they get one of those three tech guys in free agency at the beginning of, of when things open up and they get one of those guys to kind of solidify that spot. You know, when you look at the top of the draft in some of the top players there, like obviously the Jalen Carr situation in general is, is iffy right now, just because of the legal standpoint and and you know whether the Bears would be interested in a player like that anyway. With that said, if you know if they go out there and they get a three tech like Jones or Hargrave in free agency, you know do you even have the interest in drafting a guy like Carter High anyway? And you just shift over to to addressing you know. Edge is a big need for them, or trading out even further and getting an offensive lineman or a wide receiver, you know, something like that. So I, I think it absolutely could dictate, um, you know, how they kind of handle the top of the draft there. Now, in terms of like, do they want to get maybe a guy to develop into the building at the three text position, maybe later on in the draft anyway? Like, you know, certainly could be the case anyway. Like, there's no problem with double dipping at a spot so that way you're, you have a guaranteed strength at a position. I think the Eagles have kind of, you know, been at the forefront of this where, you know, just doubling down, tripling down at positions in the trenches because they know that if they have a strength there at all times, that's going to give them a floor as a team where um, they feel pretty good about where they're at at all times in the trenches there. So I, I definitely c- could see it where maybe they, you know, draft a guy high anyway, even though they do address money, throw a lot of money at a guy in free agency at a specific spot. But generally I think, especially at that defensive tackle position, I don't think they're going to want to double dip in terms of, you know, spending high end resources at the same position, you know, you know, twice, so to speak. So if they're going to spending a lot of money on a guy, let's say like a right tackle in free agency, I'm, I'm, I don't think, you know, drafting a tackle in the first round is going to be something that they're necessarily going to have high on their list. If that makes sense. Now, if they do miss out on a tackle, maybe that opens the door to getting a guy like Paris Johnson in the building or Peter Skaronsky, um, if they see him as a tackle or, you know, some of the other tackles available. Um, so it, we'll just have to see who they get in the first wave because the first wave, I think is going to, going to determine a lot about how they handle the top of this draft. Yeah. See, I, I think the only obvious answer is, you know, if they do take a defensive tackle, they're not going to take Jalen Carter, um, something like that. I Man, I think they would double and triple down. Like, I think Ryan Poles is a guy that, man, if they landed, you know, Javon Hargrave, 
and they drafted someone like Jalen Carter and they went out and spent more money on another, you know, defensive lineman or another three technique. I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't advise doing that um, unless like the well just dries up. I think it makes sense there. I think you're right though. Like if you go out and get a Mike McGlinchey, a right tackle, you're spending a lot of money. Um, I don't think you're going to go out and get another big right tackle, another big left tackle just yet. Um, I do think they might try, like if they fall out of that, top 10 maybe they go after a, a first rounder but like i don't know it, it's just like for me i'm not like i'm not saying either you're wrong or anything like that like I, I just think ryan poles man like i think he's he's like yeah like we have so many damn needs and i have to build through the trenches um i'm gonna double up like i'm doubling up on anything i can um ideally you know my dream is like you you land hargrave um you land jones um you know you somehow get will anderson and then kind of maybe add another lineman down in the draft or something like that. I think that would kind of make a lot of sense. Um, all right. My final one here, it's kind of a two-parter and it's going to be your bold prediction for the bears and free agency. And then give me the one player, the Chicago bears have to sign in free agency, no matter what the one player you want them to sign the one key player in free agency. Um, I'll go with you first, Andrew. Let, let's hear the bold prediction and the one player that they, they have to sign. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Okay, I'll go with the player that they had to sign first because I've wanted to talk about this player this entire podcast and I've been holding my tongue on it. But Javon Hargrave needs to be a bear in a week here. All right. I get it. He's 30 years old. Maybe he doesn't quote unquote fit the timeline of this team as they're rebuilding here, but he's the best interior pass rusher on the market. PFF, we talked about, you know, their their free agent list here. They had him rated as over the last two years as their I think over the last three years, actually, as their third best interior pass rusher behind only Aaron Donald and yep. Chris Jones. You know, two guys are going to be Hall of Famers one day. And Hargrave is in that same category in terms of just pass rushing ability over the past few years. Because so even though he's an older guy at 30 years old, he has shown no sign of slowing down. Um, he's coming off of maybe his best year in his career as Philadelphia Eagle. And I think he's got a lot in the tank. And for those who want to say that maybe he doesn't fit the timeline because he's an, he's an older player, like the timeline is the three years left that you have of rookie contract control over Justin Fields. That's your window for building this team right now. That's the way that's the mindset in terms of how they, how they have to build this thing in free agency. How can you maximize the last two to three years of Justin Fields while we have him for cheap on his rookie deal? Javon Hargrave is the guy that they have to bring in the building. He's the perfect fit for that three tech position. He's a great elite pass rusher in the interior. He just checks a lot of boxes um, that you want. And, you know, if you're going to be trading down and getting a lot of draft capital to maybe get, you know, three tech later on in the draft, He's kind of that perfect guy to kind of be a mentor as well to whoever you draft and kind of bring in there as well. So I think he's a guy that just checks so many boxes. He's he's the top defensive tackle on the market. There's a big gap between him and, and guys like Jermont Jones, who I have some worries about. Zach Allen, who I'm not sure is, is the best fit as a three tech in this scheme. Like he just makes the most sense. Like 
pay the big bucks, Ryan Poles, bring him in here and let's upgrade it. And let's get like an actual NFL caliber pass rush here for, for once here, because they need to get that back. It's, it's an important part of this defense. And just please, if, if they got Hargrave on, on day one of free agency, I would be, I'd be, oh man, I'd be, I'd be very, very pleased with that. Um, in terms of a bold prediction here. Oh man. I mean, I guess uh, my bold prediction, I, I'm not sure even sure if it's bold. Um, in this sense, it's kind of tough for me because there are so many avenues that the bears can go in free agency this year. My bold prediction is that my bold prediction is that we're going to get a trade uh, for the number one overall pick before free agency kicks off. I think that the bears next week, within this week, within this week, I think we're going to get a trade within this week because you You know what, you know, and I don't mean to interrupt you. You just totally jinxed it because we're recording (laughs) at eight 44. By the time I get this up, it's going to be traded. (laughs) Absolutely. I mean, that's the way it works out with these things. Right. But it, it makes no sense. It feels like momentum is building for getting a trade done. And I think the Bears want to get a trade done um, before free agency starts as well, just so that they know what they've got in the draft um, and free agency. So they know that, okay, we're picking here. Who's This is probably who's going to be available. How does this affect our free agency plan? Who we need to absolutely target there um, from that standpoint. So I think we're going to see a trade for that number one overall pick uh, within the next week or so. And that'll k- kind of kickstart this offseason period for the Bears where they're going to be a lot more busy after that once they get trade done. So I, I'm predicting that is my bold prediction. Uh, and you said you can uh, give yours. Yeah, so I'm going to go ahead and say that the player that the Bears have to absolutely sign in free agency is going to be linebacker TJ Edwards from the Philadelphia Eagles. You know, the Eagles are kind of going through this like mini roster purge some of their guys are going to be free agents they've got a lot of big money tied up to some of the other names like an aj brown on the roster so i just think that tj edwards is a must-have he's a local chicago kid grew up in the area It'd be cool to see him come back and i think that he's just an ideal fit in matt eberflus's 4-3 defense he can play middle linebacker for this team which quite frankly this team needs i think Bold prediction for free agency is we're going to see the Bears significantly overhaul the defense. And what do I mean by that? Andrew touched on the defensive linemen, guys like Hargrave or even Draymond Jones. I think the Bears, when you look at this linebacker class in free agency, it's pretty strong. You've got guys like Devin Bush from the Steelers. You've got Tremaine Edmonds. Leighton Vander Esch is another name that's played in a 4-3 over the last couple seasons. You've also got TJ Edwards. I think the Bears are going to go ahead and sign a combination of linebackers. And then what's going to happen is you are going to see this team bring in a cornerback too. And in terms of that, there's a couple intriguing names to keep an eye on. You've got guys like Sean Murphy Bunting, you know, Rocky Asin's only 27 years old. You've got Trey Flowers as well, Trayvon Mullen from the Raiders. So I I think what's going to happen is this, right? Is we're going to see the outlook of this defense change significantly. And then kind of looking at the dominoes, what happens is that's going to give the Bears an opportunity to really focus on day two and three of the draft on just finding quality starters and some quality depth for the offensive side of the ball. Because if I'm looking at the way Ryan Poles is trying to build this thing up, I think I confidently say with how expensive offense is getting in the NFL, I mean, it's there's no doubt in my mind that teams just value having younger rookies and younger players on the offensive side of the ball through the draft and bringing guys in like that compared to just dishing out big contracts for offensive players and free agency. 
Yeah, you know, my my must-have player. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Mike McGlinchey at right tackle. Um, I think they have to figure out right tackle one way or the other. And I think you know you 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 get a guy that I think can fit fits his scheme, and he's a solid starter from day one. You're gonna overpay. He's gonna get the money. So be it. I think that's the guy you got to get. I think that makes your line better. I think in a crazy way, maybe not as crazy, maybe to some on Twitter, you get Mike McGlinchey, I think your line could be set right now um, with Braxton Jones, Cody Whitehair, Patrick Jenkins, and McGlinchey. I think that's a very um, legit chance there. Um, I don't know if it's going to happen because my bold prediction is I think the Bears are going to go out and sign two big offensive tackles right away in free agency. I think they're going to get McGlinchey or Taylor. They're going to get Brown or McGlinchey. Any of these com- uh, combos, I-, I think they're going to spend on that offensive line. Um, you know, we're so focused on the defensive line um, a-, a lot of times, but I-, I think they're really going to go out and spend on the offensive line a lot. And, and you know, even if it's maybe it's not two tackles, like I, I think it- it- that'd be my bold one. Um, Excuse me. Um, but you know, if they go out and they, and they try to get like another interior offensive lineman, move on from um, Cody Whitehair, you know, I, I think that's possible. Um, the interior offensive line class doesn't really pop as much as the the, the offensive tackles. You know, when you have Taylor, McGarry, McGlinchey, um, guys like that. You know, um, Jason Kelsey's a free agent, but he, he's not, I don't think he's going to go anywhere. Um, you know, Ben Powers is another guy to kind of keep an eye on. God, you know, Nate Davis, but like those, those names don't pop as much as, as the tackles. I think they're going to, I think they're going to spend a lot of money on the tackles. Um, you know, I kind of wanted to say that Ryan Poles is going to go out and spend good money on an off ball linebacker. Um, but I, I don't think that's going to happen. I would love to see, um, you know, the Bears front seven be revamped, but I really think they're going to do that during the draft. Like, I, I think that, the, that they're going to get, you know, I think Andrew's right. I think they have to get Hargrave. Um, and then kind of go to the draft and revamp that line. But yeah, I maybe it's not as bold of a prediction, but I, I think they're gonna they're gonna address the tackles big time. And I think that's where most of their money is gonna go because they want to help Justin Fields and protect Justin Fields. Um, guys, thanks so much again for joining me on this one. It's gonna be a fun week ahead, fun couple weeks ahead, um, you know, with free agency. We'll try to do one maybe end of March, early April with how free agency is gone. Do any of you two have any Last free agent thoughts, anything you want to say before it starts? Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and throw this out there. Andrew already alluded to it, but I do think we are much closer than a lot of people think to seeing a trade for that first overall pick. And I'm going to throw this team out there. I think the Carolina Panthers are going to be the team that the Bears end up trading with. I think you're going to see two first round picks and a player to make that jump from ninth overall to first overall and quite frankly one of those guys is going to be brian burns which is going to give the bears so much flexibility when it comes to addressing edge rusher and kind of just continuing to build this thing out now that's a bold take right there um (laughs) for me uh yeah, I mean, I think we've kind of covered a lot here. I, I just think the main takeaway from this is that the Bears have a ton of options and how they want to build this thing. And, you know, I kind of went over this when writing up my mock offseason series, which I had a lot of fun with um, for this year. But, 
man, $100 million in cap space, the ability to trade down and get a haul of draft picks at number one overall. I mean, the Ryan Poles can really revamp and reshape this roster in his image in just one offseason here. He really has the potential to do so. It's not a strong free agency class in general, but if you can get a couple of key guys in here, you can really start to get you know get the ball rolling on, you know, kind of getting this getting this team back to just being competent and, and competitive and hopefully contending in the near future here. So I think, you know, they have to figure out the trenches on both sides of the ball. I think Zach kind of said it well, like they have to spend money in that offensive line. They have to spend money and, and invest in the defensive line as well. But don't be surprised if they go after linebackers on the market. It's a very strong linebacker class. Um, there are some running backs that I like in this market as well. If they want to upgrade David Montgomery, do they sign Saquon Barkley for a ton of money? Who knows? I mean, we'll see there. You say kind of covered it as well, but I'm not a huge fan of, of spending that much money on a running back. But yeah, I mean, the biggest take for me is takeaway for me is that man, that there's a lot of excitement here. Just of when you look at all the players available, all the money they can spend. And I'm just looking forward to it, man. We have a week left, um, kind of counting down the days here. And, man, it's going to be a lot of fun next week when we get to see actual news being reported on who's going where because there's a lot of speculation going on right now. There's a lot of scenarios going on in my head about what's going to happen, and I just can't wait for it to start. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I See, I disagree. I think the trade won't come until later on this month. I, I think it's going to be end of March – um, maybe second to last week, like I want to say each of the last three to four years, a big trade has come right during like the first or second round of, of the NCAA tournament. Like I think Devonta Adams was last year during that St. Peter's Kentucky game. Um, the year before there was a big trade, I thought, um, during the tournament. So maybe during then, I don't know. Either way, I mean, it's going to happen. I'd be shocked if it didn't. Um, especially with all the national reports coming out. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's an exciting time. Um, I can't wait for next week. And um, we'll leave it off with this. Um, you can follow the Bear Report on Twitter at Just Bear Report. Please rate, review, and subscribe on all major podcasting platforms, Bear Report Podcast, Picks for Polls. Um, Andrew, where can everyone follow you on Twitter at? Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at AJFreeman25. You can find my work on the Bear Report as well. Um, just really looking forward to getting to the groove of this offseason and covering a lot of the news going on there. Also looking forward to getting some scouting reports done for the Bear Report. We're preparing for the draft at Picks for Polls, so make sure to follow us at Picks for Polls, at Picks for Polls as well if you want to follow our podcast there. Um, you know, Really looking forward to this draft season, and we have a lot of content coming up ahead. It's going to be, it's going to be a lot of fun. And then you say we're going to follow you on Twitter at... Yeah, guys, you can follow me on Twitter at Usaid Koshal. Also, we are going to start posting to TikTok again, so go follow us on there at Shy Bear Report. A lot of, you know, fun short videos coming up for that too. So just make sure you've followed us on every social media platform. Yes. Yeah, Till next time, everyone. Please stay safe. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.